old-time hockey. Piss on old-time hockey. You're blowing it. And now, between the stammers, your unofficial Canucks cast. Here's Art and Caleb. We're losing. Teamwork, guys. More teamwork. They're burying us alive. Eddie Shore. Oh, piss on Eddie Shore. Old-time hockey. Piss on old-time hockey. You're blowing it. And now, between the stammers, your unofficial Canucks cast. Here's Art and Caleb. It's August 13th on a Thursday. Between the Stammers, Summer Edition. Holy shit. Holy You're shit. coming in hot there I'm with those levels. I'm super hot. Holy shit. Maybe Woo. I should turn myself down yeah, a little bit. bring those yeah. down just a schmidgen. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. Okay, good. Art Aronson here alongside Caleb Kirby. It's my summer holiday, but fuck it. The Canucks just won their first playoff game in five years. You're not counting the plans? Whatever. What do you mean, whatever? If the Canucks had that lost... That was a huge win. I know. If the Canucks had lost... Those the plane what and not ever? come in. I would have counted them. Yeah, you now, probably would have. Now it doesn't matter. What a jerk! <laughs> <laughs> now it doesn't matter. So holy shit, we're still hot. What do we do? We're hot today. Yeah, yeah. I like your uh, I like your shirt by the way today. Art, you look good. Yeah, it's. Uh, I want to thank uh, two people for this shirt. Uh, it's team like that. So first off, I want to thank Drew Doughty for coming up with such a great slogan. I think that was after the Canucks beat them like. 6-1. Or, yeah, they got waxed. Yeah, it was like a 6-something. It was a shellacking by the Canucks this year to the... Well, I mean, he lost to a playoff team, so you can't be that mad about it, can you, Drew? I think, what was his exact quote? It was like, we shouldn't be losing to a team like that. Exactly. That's yeah. what he said. That's yeah. what he said. So, yeah, I got this shirt, and I want to thank Rich Brown, who gave me this shirt. So. What a beauty. Right? Friend of the podcast. Uh, Contributor to yeah. the podcast. Yeah, unfortunately, he couldn't... Uh, I know he'd love to be here on this podcast, but you know what? It's the middle of the day on a Thursday. What are we doing day. here? What are we doing here? <laughs> well, you're working. Yeah, I'm, but it's not even my day in the office. It's not. No. Have you gotten any uh, queer eyes? Uh, you mean like people wondering what I'm doing? Yeah. Uh, not really. Okay. I don't think people... I just walk in quietly. Okay. I do a little, like, silent little traips over to my office. In the I, got, I got a few, uh, like, Mark Adams are program director and ask me what the fuck I'm doing here. Mike Jean as well. But I mean, like oh, he you're... like he has a leg to stand on. That no, guy. I guys sans legs. <laughs> He's legless. <laughs> uh, so Vancouver captain Bo Horvat scored twice. The Canucks defeated the, de- the defending Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues 5-2 in their first round opener last night's JT Miller, Elias Patterson, Troy Stetcher also scored for Vancouver. David Perron, Jaden Schwartz scored for St. Louis. Vancouver has a 1-0 lead in the best-of-seven series. Game two is set for Friday night. Horvat now has four goals in return Friday to play action. evening. 3.30, right? It's a weird start time. Well, I guess that's Eastern, so yeah, it's a 3.30. Yeah, yeah. remember that. Yeah. Don't forget, everybody, it's 3.30 tomorrow. Okay, so at what point do you think we start to see flags? Do you think we start to see people, like, really jump on this bandwagon? Flags are already out. I've seen flags. You've seen flags. Oh yeah. So I mean, the flags are the flags are going. The bandwagon is is starting to roll, man. There's people that uh, I know that are not usually like diehard Canucks fans. They're kind of like casuals, and they're they're starting to talk. They're like, "Hey, what do you think? What do you think?" It's like, "What do I think?" Listen to the podcast. <laughs> then, then you'll know what I think. Thank you for promoting. Between Don't the be stammer. soliciting information from me on the street. Yeah, and, and apologies to <laughs> no, our. No, I'll talk your head off yeah, anywhere. Apologies to yeah, <laughs> like like. 
Caleb Kirby needs a reason to talk about the Canucks. Uh, apologies to our regular listener um, that we've kind of been all over the place with our recordings. It's summer, though. It's, you know, we're, we're in and out of the office. It's a bit of a... And there's a pandemic going on. There's that as well. Right. Between the Stammers, Studio A or B, I don't know what we call the one at my place, but a. it's still it's down. It's still A. Yeah, it's still down for the count, so that's why we kind of have to come into studio and do it. And also, Caleb lives on a lake, and why would you ever want to leave that lake in the summer? So It's true. It makes a lot of sense that way. Uh, this was fucking exciting. That, that's, that's, that's all I want to say. Like, I'm watching that game last night, and I'm just like... This like now for me, and I know you're different, but I and I I was saying this to a couple other buddies that I was watching the game with. It's all gravy for me now. Yeah, it really is. Well, that's good. I'm glad. Yeah, like this is just I love the experience these kids are getting, and now I know this team can play with any team, any team in the league right now. So you're happy, you're ecstatic, you're over the moon. I'm, I'm fucking. You're all three of those things. Yeah, and that's. But I mean, my our program director who was giving me the weird eye for coming in today. Yeah. He was like, "Oh, I see the uh, the Canucks fans are already planning the parade. One game, they're already planning oh, the parade." He's being a ween about it. He's being a weener about it. Well, his Montreal Canadiens lost yesterday too, so I mean that doesn't exactly help his cause. You see, I didn't throw that in his face. Yeah. I, that well, was... that's because <laughs> you're a virtuous man, Art. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. So. Uh, you know, it's it was just it was it was just fun, and I just enjoyed the experience so much because it had been so long since I had been you know watching a playoff game with the Canucks in it, and to see them like none of that you know playing crap anymore. Like this is this is this is the playoffs now. Now there's nothing. People can't say, oh, that was the playing round. This is the playoffs, this and they're playing the against playoffs. they're playing against the defending champs who are no joke. Like, this is a team that plays as a team. They're hard to play against. And the Canucks, they bullied them last night. Yeah, so are we going to get into it or what? Let's do it. What do you think was the biggest, like, let's, we we can go through the whole game, but just what what was your first takeaway? What was the biggest thing that came out of that game for you? And I I just kind of threw out what I thought was the biggest thing. Okay, well, yeah, and I agree with the fact that, like, I remember at before the game even happened, Ryan O'Reilly was saying, we're going to push his team around. And I was like, did you watch the Minnesota series? Because they tried to do that, and the Canucks held their own, right? And uh, last night I felt like mostly the Canucks held their own. Um, If we're breaking it down, which I will a little bit here, I thought the Canucks played very well in the first period. I was glad to see the power play clicking, getting two goals there. The second period, I didn't like from the Canucks. I thought they weren't skating enough. Um, you know, Minnesota was getting to open puck. I mean, not Minnesota. St. Louis was getting to open pucks in certain areas where I thought the Canucks could speed it up a little bit and play with their body a little bit more. Uh, I thought they were a bit too tentative, but Marky held us in there. Marky played great as usual. You got to remember, this is a game where there, it was a parade to the penalty yeah. box too, like which yeah. every single game across the here's, league seems he, to be that way. Here's why I'm a little critical of that second period also, because, I mean, there were penalties and everything else like that, but... We just scored two goals uh, on the power play, and I was like, five on five, we're not doing enough. We're not generating enough, you know? We're killing penalties, but, like, when it gets to even strength, this team hasn't really done much yet in this game. So I was concerned, and after the period ended, I was like, they got to pull up their socks in the third here and get her going and generate something five on five. So third period starts, first five minutes are a little bit like the last one, and then the floodgates open. 
And that Horvat goal, especially to me, sticks out just as an individual effort for a guy to be like, okay, five on five, we're doing this, we're going. And uh, he kind of just got the team, like, fired up. You know, after that goal, I think it was all gravy. And it was, all in all, like I said, a great game, and I don't want to be a naysayer, and I don't want to sound like a naysayer about this, because I thoroughly enjoyed the game. But just from, you know, like, from just playing hockey and looking at it, you know, I'm like, okay, well, they need to do more in the second. Yeah. You can't you can't let other teams beat you to pucks all the time, uh, especially on the wall, because that's where the battle is, especially in playoffs, right? Like, you need to be better than the other team on the wall. And usually if you are and your goalie holds up his end of the bargain, that's a recipe for success. Fair? I think it's fair to say that. And that Stetcher goal doesn't go in. It shouldn't go in. Like, Bingington should not let that in. Yeah. He whiffed on that. That was a fucking softy. Full credit to Troy Stetcher for getting everything on it, and it was in a nice position. It was in a nice spot to get. It a was rebound. also a missed pass. Like that's how that whole play developed, right? Yeah. Like that puck wasn't meant to go to Stetcher. That pass was like it was out of thrown too far, I think, for Petey, and he missed it, and then it ended up on Stetcher's stick, and Stetcher wired it. Yeah, right. I. Uh... And you got to feel great for Stetcher. Like, the kids... Absolutely. The kid works so hard all game to get rewarded like that. Yeah. Uh, and one of the biggest takeaways from last game for the media, they were really on this. Yeah. And it's because it's a great story. Like, Stetcher, you know, thinking about his dad who passed away this year. On Father's Day, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And to, to, to you know, like, have that moment, which was... Which is really nice. Well, you saw when he scored the goal, too. Like, Besser goes over immediately and gives him a hug, right? Like, Besser's dealt with so much with his dad uh, in the past as well. Um, So, like, Brock obviously knows how it feels. And uh, this is one of the things about this team is, like, they're all kind of growing up together, and they're all for each other through, like, some of these hard things. And it's so good to see this team, like, cohesively gel and bond, not only, like, on the ice, but, like, emotionally and with each other, right? Like, you know... Like, all these guys have love and feelings towards each other, and they want to do this for each other. You know, I don't know if you heard Stetcher and uh, JT Miller's, like, uh, uh, presser before they started this series, but that was kind of, like, one thing that kind of Stetcher touched on, and then he also talked about how, like, Miller and the Lightning were embarrassed last year. So, like, his fuel, like, he wants to help Miller, like, kind of redeem himself for the Tampa's poor play in in the season last year as well. Right. I think it's awesome, man. Like, PD, too, during the intermission gave, you know, like, uh, Stetcher a huge hug. And, like, Stetcher's been so unsung so far, even in, like, the play-ins, for just the steady work he's been doing back there. Like, he he made a couple nice plays yesterday when he was killing penalties. And I'm a a harsh critic of Troy Stetcher. I, like, I I love what he, like... First, I do love, and I'll say this first, I, I do love his compete level, like I said. But I think because of his size, he's just, he gets bullied around by a lot of those big guys yeah. down there. And that, you know, Canucks get hemmed in their own end because he can't handle some of those big guys. But he did uh, you a good job pull. last night. Yeah. Man. And, you can, and, and there's no quit in him. Yeah, there isn't. Yeah. And he, like, I thought, hap- like, after that first game, he didn't play that well in the first game of the qualifier against Minnesota. But I thought he really picked up his game, too, after that. Like, the Canucks defense as a whole, and he is a big part of that. Because you can't have no leaks in a playoff game. You yeah. can't have any leaks. And he's he picked up his game. He was asked after the game about the goal, obviously. <laughs> I miss my dad every day. So it was a big goal uh, at a crucial time. And we've talked about trying to 
to get the win in game one and obviously that gave us the lead and uh, the boys hunkered down so uh, the biggest thing is we got the win and take some time tonight to obviously reflect Troy obviously oh that's my bad uh but yeah he was he was getting choked up after the game like he he just was asked the one question and you heard it in his voice right there it's yeah uh, it was it was one of the big storylines of the game uh and yeah like you said as this team growing up together uh Brock Besser going through that stuff also Marky going through it as well yeah right like that guy he lost his dad as well yeah and like this team like they they are growing up it's together through, through hardship yeah. and to get where they are now is it's it's one of the it's one of the best stories in the NHL, really. These lunch pail wins that the Canucks have pulled against Minnesota, too, like winning those last two games the way they did, like they just got in there and got to work. Like Canucks can be so finesse, and they look absolutely beautiful when they're scoring like power play goals or goals in transition. But like the fact that this team is driving the net as hard as they are now, and the fact that other teams are trying to push them around, and guys like Petey and, you know, Miller and Besser and all these guys are actually pushing back and being like, no, like, we're going to stand our ground. We're going to get in here. Like, Besser in front of the net lately, where was that in his game before, right? Like, just screening the goaltender and going to that dirty area and getting, like, pushed around. Like, he's he's found a new gear, and he understands playoffs, right? Bo Horvat, like, putting the team on his back at a point in the game last night where he's like, I'm going to do this, and he just dipsy doodles. Who was that, Pareko? Done. Oh, yeah, it was done. Yeah, yeah. that's right. He like Dunn lost his jock on that play. That was an unreal goal, man. That so was I, one of the nicest goals of the playoffs. Yeah, I, I want to get to Bo Horvat in a second here, but just finishing off on Stetcher there and uh, Mark Markstrom, who obviously lost his dad and you know you know had to continue to play. He he was asked about it as well. Teeing up the clips. Well, I was trying until you ruined it. Yes, very emotional, uh, you know, for him. And, you know, like I said, I know what he's going through, and it's not easy. And for him to show that kind of emotion, just, uh, you know, saw how happy he, he got. And, uh, you know, I, I got emotional as well thinking about it. So, you know, I gave him a big hug after the game. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm super happy for it. It's another guy who, who blocks a, a ton of shot and works his bag off. And, uh, you know, to get rewarded with a goal in a, in a big game, that's uh, with everything he's been going through, that's, uh, you know, that's huge. And I, I said this last night. I was like, There's, this team has a special feeling to it. And I know it's just one game in the playoffs that they've won. But you add all these things together, the galvanization, as you talked about, and the way these guys, these young kids are growing up together, it ha- there's a special feeling to it. And I think the rest of the NHL is starting to uh, take a little no- little bit of notice right now. And a win like that over St. Louis will do it. So, Art, um, before this all happened, <clears throat> you know, we were talking about expectations for the Canucks. And you were saying, like, if they win these play-ins, I'll be happy. Like, I'll, I'll be excited that the Canucks made the playoffs, yeah. right? Yeah. And I said at that time... Um, I said, I want to see them beat Minnesota and also win a playoff series. Mm-hmm. And I'm still there. Yeah. I'm very happy with what's going on right now. Yeah. But, like, to me, still, that is my definition of a very successful season for yeah. the Canucks. Like, I want to see them win this. And that's why I said, like, it's gravy for me now. They're in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah. But for you, you I still think, want to see them I win I think this. they have the potential to do. And I've I've been saying that, you know, basically since, like, the middle of the season. And I I really, really think that – 
you know, with the firepower they have and, like, the bottom six holding up their end of the bargain. Sutter had another whale of a game last night. Jay Beagle looked he like he was... He drew the first power play yeah. that, that he scored on. Jay Beagle looked a little uh, hurt out there, I thought. Well, he's been taking punishment yeah. every game that guy's been taking punishment. But, like, he's... They've both been playing fantastic. You know, Maude had another whale of a game. The guy who probably looked like he was struggling the most out there last night, in my opinion, was Vertanen, but he didn't have... A, a bad game. Yeah. He just was a little more quieter than some of the other guys out there. But yeah, overall, like I think the Canucks I think the Canucks have surpassed most people's expectations right now. Um in Canuckland, there was tons of naysayers out there that said this team wouldn't even contend for a playoff spot. There was tons of people that said they would finish in the basement as one of the worst teams in the league. So, you know, like if That's- you're still being critical of this team and you're one of those people, I don't know, maybe, like, chill out, right? Like, they've totally done more than what you've asked for, so hop on and enjoy the ride. And they're a fun team. Every single game this team has played has been fun this yeah. year in this playoff. Has it not been? Yeah. yeah. Even with the, against a team like Minnesota, who's not really a fun team to watch, I thought the Canucks— That was a war, dude. Yeah. That was, was a war. It was a war. And yeah. last night, was it was a fantastic hockey game. And I know, like, the score was 5-2, and it looked like the Canucks, you know, came away with it at the end. But, no, that was like, if Bennington stops that shot against Troy Stetcher... Who knows? That We might still be watching the game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you talked about Bo Horvat and that gorgeous goal to make it 4-2, the insurance marker. I got a question for you. Was that a signature moment for the captain? A, sig- a signature game for the captain right now, just to... For... for for his reign, and it's it's been a short one. This is his first season. Everybody wanted to see, like, this team in the playoffs, and everybody wanted to see what Bo could do, you know, like, in a bigger role, in a leadership role, and I think he's totally embraced it. I think that goal that goal definitely helps, right? Yeah. People are going to remember this goal yeah. by Horvat, 100%. Yeah. That second line has surpassed, I think, pretty much everybody's expectations of how they've been playing. Tanner Pearson scored the two biggest goals, in my opinion, in that Minnesota series, right? Yeah. And then he assisted on the one that went to for Bo that put the uh, game into overtime for them to eventually win it with Tanev's goal. Yeah. Ta- okay, Tanev's clinching goal was the biggest <laughs> goal. Let me back that And up. the Canucks are 4-0 but, and with Louis Erickson but, in the like, lineup. Dude, Louis... <laughs> We have to admit, like, that Louie line with, with well, that bow line with Louie and Tanner on the wings, like, that line, even during the season, was a good line, right? And they're playing like they mean it now. And Tanner Pearson's been unsung. Bo has been incredible. And Louie has been doing all the little things that, you know, yes. everybody, everybody was kind of joking about during the season. But, man, he's had... He's been great, man. Like, yeah, yeah there's I'm not there's I, I, no nobody on this team right now that I can complain about when it comes to the level of their play. Well, They're for, all clicking. Well, for me, that was just like I got a text message from multiple buddies. My one buddy's like, man, Horvat is going tonight. Yeah. And he was. And I, yeah. I just I just kind of it felt like a signature moment for him. Like he hasn't in, in like the Canucks haven't played a whole lot of these types of games, right? Yeah. And for him to come out and just take take his team, put it put it put it on his back. Horvat's been known do to do that. Um, even in junior, when he was a London Knight, he was known as one of those guys. Like when it mattered, he he got on his horse. Yeah. Right. And uh, it's still good to see the captain, you know, 
pull his weight and and will his team. That that goal kind of remind me and like I, you know a lot of people might disagree with this, but it kind of like remind me of like one of those Ryan Kessler moments like back when uh you know Kessler like in the Nashville series or like a couple times even like when that team was going to the playoffs, it was like a pivotal moment in the game and he was just like hop on the back boys like yeah. We're getting it done. Yeah. Right? That was like a um, – that's what I thought of Horvat last night. I it, was just, a, it was an old captain, my captain moment. Yeah, it was an old captain, my captain moment. Yeah, and I don't think I've – I don't think we've had one yet from him. His, so first, that was big, why. his first big one for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to remember that. For, that's one of the yeah. nicest – you can't score a nicer goal than that. Yeah, that goal was unreal. Like he yeah. – like, yeah, Dunn's still looking for his jock strap. <laughs> and Bington didn't have enough time to react. No. He was like – Holy he had shit. no clue. He had yeah. no clue. He had yeah. no clue. Yeah. So it was it was it was amazing. Uh Kelly Rudy was asked after the game if uh, he should be worried about uh Jordan Bennington's game. What do you think? What, Jordan Bennington's I, game? Do you think Canucks have a little bit of an edge on I've, this guy? I've I've always thought the Canucks were in his head just with like even last season. Like the Canucks, Besser and Petey both got to him every time they played him. Yeah. Like they were putting goals in on him. Yeah. They they proved that this season too, right? Like Bennington doesn't like playing the Canucks. I don't think so. He doesn't. Yeah. Dude, that Besser pass last so, night, too, to Miller. I, I did want to talk about Besser. I want to talk about Besser Woo! a little bit because I thought he was he was off last night. Like, he he was fighting the puck. Uh, there was a couple of moments where he should have shot it and he probably would have scored. Uh, I thought he didn't have his best game, but he still did all the little things. I thought Andy he played record, well. Andy recorded points. Like, and that's the biggest thing I say about Brock Besser. Even when he's not playing well, the guy still finds a way to contribute. I thought he played well, man, and I don't mind this new role for him of getting in the kitchen. Like, he was in Bennington's kitchen last night, and if that's what he's got to do to at least be a body there, yeah. people underestimate what that guy in front of the net does. He gets in, like, in the screen to get in Bennington's way. He draws either one or two defensemen towards him to try and knock him out of the way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So when you're doing that, you're creating space. If Besser is not even jarring goals, but he's in front of that net and he's causing such a ruckus where a defenseman has to get on him to try and move him, right? And and he's uh, obstructing Bennington's vision and he's creating space for guys like Miller and Pedersen to get open or Hughes up at the point to move the puck around. Like, that's fine with me, right? Besser has a rip-roaring shot. And he's got great vision to pass the puck. And, I mean, like, that's that was proven on that JT Miller goal, man. Like, that goal was sick. Miller to Besser back to Miller. Mm-hmm. Like, almost right through the uh, Well, that was the, right Canucks, the, slot, the Canucks playing the, keep the away. The dagger. And I was, yeah. that's when I tweeted last night. I was like, this this team's got some killer instinct. Yeah. I love that. <sighs> I absolutely love that. Uh, rookie defenseman Quinn Hughes, another whale of a game. This yeah. kid is just otherworldly. He is. He's yeah. he's making it look easy too. Yeah, he honestly is. Yeah. He really is. Uh, with an assist on Horvat's first goal, he extended his point streak to four games. He has a goal and six assists now. He reminds me of like when Lidstrom back in the day was working that blue line. Duncan Keith, when he was younger, he could work that blue line, pivot on a dime. Yeah, that kid skating just makes him so hard to catch. Yeah, like he's incredible at it. Yeah. He yeah. was asked about the power play because uh, the Canucks scored twice on the power play because uh, he's the he's the quarterback of this power play Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I think, you know, for us, we just – we're all on the same page, and I think that's so important. As I said, uh, our five-man unit was going to get better and better as the season got on as, you know, we just figured, you know, what each other are thinking, and um, the chemistry continues to grow. So I think we're at a point where 
um, we kind of all have our one or two or three plays that we're doing so everyone on the ice can react on uh, on what's going to happen. And I think everyone on that unit, you know, they want to score, they want to contribute, they want to make a difference. So guys are hungry to score and, um, you know, we've been dialed in. Dialed in, like when you have a power play like that, you got Miller, Hughes, Patterson doing the little triangle at the top. Mm-hmm. And then you got Horvat down there and you got Besser, you know, mucking it up in front. This power play is one of the best in the league. Well, Horvat's first goal where he got into that little bumper spot between three guys. Like, if you think the about... The one that Kevin Bieksa loves so yeah, much. Yeah, well, if you think about it, it's like one of those types of, like, it's almost like a volleyball play. When a guy, like, knows where to put a ball and it's in between two people and both people are tentative to go after it, right? It's just like a nice soft spot on the ice where you get between, like, a defender or two and then they're kind of looking at each other, like, who's taking this guy? And then... Shots off so quick that they can't even process, you know, if that was a goal or not. And and and, I mean, St. Louis got one too. Like Perron did almost the same exact thing. same it was thing. The same, it was the same right? goal. Yeah, it was the same but goal. But like, yeah. just the hockey IQ to get into a spot like that to mess with a defender or two mm-hmm. defenders at once is brilliant. You know. Um, but by the way, full marks to Kevin Bieksa for wearing Horvat socks. He's got to wear those Horvat socks for the rest of this playoff. He run, does. He right? does. Uh, It's really nice to have uh, the Canuck voice on the panel, right? It's really nice to have a guy who is able to X and O hockey in a way that's entertaining and fun like Kevin Biaxa. He's a godsend on... On those intermissions, in my opinion, yeah, we they needed they needed something like that, and he's almost like an enforcer out there too, because like he checks people when people say something ridiculous, you know, like Ron Ron's like almost he's like oh, I'm scared Kevin's gonna chirp me, but I'm gonna say it anyway. <laughs> Same with Elliot, you know, like you can tell like they gotta watch their words a little bit more because Kevin will just pipe in and and be Kevin. That's just his personality, <laughs> you know. He's a very intelligent dude. Yeah, it's just it's some it's a lot of fun. I, and I and I love that VX is on. The also, run for this. Cassie has been great. I think she's been awesome. She like, always brings something. Yeah, I, I really like. I that. think she's been awesome. Like from the start of this entire playoffs, mm-hmm. I wasn't the biggest fan of hers when she was doing uh, like Flames color. Yeah, right. I've but, criticized like, her in the past for I, that. I think she's been wonderful. You know, Rudy's Rudy. Yeah. You know, and he's he's the nice guy, and he's always been the nice. And you need one of those guys, and he breaks down goaltending and a, a lot of the the stuff like that, the mental process for these guys. But yeah, you know I've, what Cassie's I've been very really happy bringing? What I really like, like she's been a reporter as well. She'll yeah. Like she'll get she'll she'll be on a beat on something, and then she'll she'll follow it through the game to see how that beat has gone during the game. Yeah. And it's 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 a lot of work, and it takes it takes precise. You know, reporting, and she's done it, and I, 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 I really like what she's. Brought yeah, I think her. that panel's firing right now. Like this is this is the most entertained I've been during intermissions, um, in a hockey night in Canada panel in a long time. And it's interesting. You know? It's during the pandemic. Like they're not doing it yeah. all together, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, th- not everything was perfect last night. There is one thing that I, right away, I, I'm thinking about it right now, and I've been thinking about it all night. The only thing. David fucking Perron. Yeah. How has someone not run that guy over? Like, this is not a tough guy. Well, he's their Roussel, right? He's the same version. He's that kind of guy. He's probably got a little more finish than Roussel, actually. Yeah, he's got Stanley Cup rings, too. Yeah, I mean, David Perron drives me crazy, too. But uh, I I mentioned him with a bunch of 
ex- expletives last night, <laughs> which I will not. Did. I think we both did. <laughs> which I will not repeat here yeah. on this podcast, even though I should. I, I do not like him. I did not like what he was doing with Hughes and Petey. And I guess Brower was getting in there too, but this is going to happen. Man, he this is gonna sticked happen. Roussel in the balls. Hey, yeah. that like right up there, Brower did. That was like that was hard to watch. I'm like, how is that not a penalty, man? Yeah. Like you're what the linesman's right behind him watching it go down, and I know they can't call him, but like the officiating last night was pretty suspect, all times. the way around. Like yeah. they were calling him soft on both sides. Like I thought that Myers penalty was soft. The Myers penalty was yeah. very soft, but also the penalty that he drew was soft. Yeah. What else was soft? Kirsten James. I mean, it was a trip. He got him behind the knee, but the, yeah. Uh, He's, she's shaking her head. The but. thing is, 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 I mean, the officiating has been kind of talked about ad nauseum already these playoffs, uh, having to do with the Blue Jackets and their five overtime game where against Tampa where, you know, Atkinson had a breakaway and he basically got tripped up and the refs didn't call it because, you know, they'd been letting them play for four periods before that, right? So, and you know how I feel about this. Well, they this, were right? consistently like, soft last night. That's what I want to say. Here's the thing, though. That's what I was saying. Here's the thing, though. In the play-ins, they were calling everything to. Yeah. So yeah. they've been consistent there. They've been consistent last night with how they were calling things specifically. If this is how it's going to be moving forward, I don't have a problem with it. Just even it up, right? So And the, I thought they, I thought it was mostly even last night. So the Myers call was the one where he finished his check, right? Yeah. Or who was that? Was it Myers that finished No, that was check? McEwen. That was McEwen. That, that roughing call. That was call. fucking horrible. Yeah, that was a bad call. And Travis Green was yelling from the bench going, yeah. you could call that on every fucking play. Yeah. You could. Yeah. That was horrible. But then there was like Edler got tripped or something, which was he barely got tripped. Like, they were calling it soft on both sides. Yeah. They were. 100%. But if that's, if that, it, I don't know. As we're long not, as they call it. As long as they call it even, I'm fine with it. We're not used to watching playoffs like that. That's what I'm saying, right? Well, I mean, and I don't think that, like I said, when it got into overtime in that other game, the refs completely put their whistles away. So it's like you either do that or you call it down the middle and you call everything, right? Yeah. But back to Perron, Brower, taking liberties with Petey and with Quinn Hughes. Those are our two best players. It's obvious they want to get in the grill of those guys. Uh, Hughes was asked about taking some of that punishment. Yeah, for me, I think it's just mentally, you know, you got to be mentally tough. It's a physical sport. Everyone wants to win. And um, honestly, it's, you know, kind of an honor that they're going to key on, you know, me. That's how I take it. And I know that I got teammates that got my back. So um, at the end of the day, you know, I just got to try to play my game to the best best of my ability. And they're going to do what they got to do. And, um, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is, but I want to see someone run over David Perron. Yeah, but game. you can't let a weasel like that get under your skin, right? I know, but if you got a chance to friggin' run this guy over, do it. Seriously. Yeah. Finish your check against this guy. Let him know. And I'm sure someone's thinking about it right now. They're going to be watching the game tape from that last game and thinking, man, we probably should have done something. It should do it. Like, in my opinion, it should be a, a guy like Roussel or Vertanen. Yeah. Really. But I or, thought that, or I even thought that, McEwen, right? I thought that third line, he's not going to go McEwen, right? I thought that third line played well last night. Like they were doing, they're all up and down the ice and and everything. And if you are going to get distracted by like like d- distracted by like that, distracted like that, just make sure that doesn't cost your team. Yeah, of course. That's not. the biggest thing. Yeah, and someone was like, "Oh man, playing physical big boy hockey." 
and this Blues team is going to make the Canucks earn it. Yes, but if they're if they're going to play that way, they're going to give Canucks power plays. And if the Canucks execute on their power plays like they did last night, the only thing it's not going to be quite as physical, right? The only thing about this is like I I felt the Canucks did this against a team that defensively, in my opinion, is a little bit better with Minnesota. The only you, thing about you this think is, Minnesota's a better defensive team than yes, St. Louis. Yes, the only thing about this that is costing that would cost the Canucks more is if the Blues get on power plays and start filling the net because the Wild were unable to do that. And I think the Blues are a better power play team, right? So stay disciplined, stay out of the box, let them hurt themselves with all that chippy shit and stuff they're doing and play your game. Like the Canucks played their game mostly last night to a T, right? There was that little lull, but other than that, they played very, very well. And if they keep playing like that, we have a really, really good shot. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blues a little bit banged up, like Sammy, Sammy Blaze, Alexander Steen out of the lineup. Canucks, of course, don't have Tyler Toffoli. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's something also you got to monitor, guys who are banged up. Like, I thought JT Miller, who played a great game in the end, I, and he missed warm-up. Like, he missed warm-up yeah. to the game. I think they made a bigger deal of that than so. what it was. I also thought he was a little bit slower because I think he is a little beat up, and guys get beat well, up Well, guys do get beat up. When you're I, playing these type of games, But I think, they, I think they made a little bit bigger bigger of a deal than it actually yeah. was. I love JT Miller. Oh, everybody way. loves JT God, Miller. God, I love JT well, Miller. Well, not at the beginning, but yes. I think everybody loves JT Miller now. Should we talk about it? Yes, let's talk about that, and okay. then I have, and then I want to talk about something else. Okay. Well, yeah. we we want to get into also the rest of the league. What's going on? Yes. Uh, game on right now, actually. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Columbus Blue Jackets. Columbus looks like they have a two-one lead there in the first period. Uh, this was this was a big talk on Twitter last night, and someone tweeted today saying it was someone I followed, and she tweeted when the biggest story coming out of that game last night was the way your team tweeted at fans or something of the sort something like that you got a problem i'm like no this is a twitter this is a twitter war this isn't this is a social media twitter war this isn't a real war okay so if you missed it last night canucks the vancouver canucks official twitter account like tweeted like a little video that that Hockey Night in Canada posted, right? It was on the Hockey Night in Canada. Yes. It was on the Hockey Night in Canada broadcast that yes. we also that we all saw. It was the reaction to the JT Miller trade yes. from earlier this year when the trade happened. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of Canuck fans that were very unhappy with it, <laughs> expressing their displeasure on Twitter and kind of one of those like, I kind of told you so moments, right? Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, did you have a problem with the Canucks Twitter account calling out their fans like that? No, not at all. And I'll tell you why. Because all these people who got their dick in a knot or titties in a huff about signing JT Miller, if JT Miller didn't pan out, they would have been like, ha ha, I told you so, or all this sort of stuff, right? All these people who did that are mostly the same group that expected this team to finish down in the basement, right? So if somebody takes a note, for instance, uh, an account specifically like Freezing Cold Takes mm-hmm. who takes a note on what you said and throws it back at you later because of the fact that, hey, you were wrong. You were way off. I don't have a problem with that at all. If you choose to tweet something negative about an organization or a person or a player or whatever and the thing turns out to be a massive positive, 
then that's your loss, and you got to take it, right? So I'm looking at the tweet now. There's, you know, someone tweeted that the JT Miller trade was the worst trade in 30 years. <laughs> right, well, and that person is taking an L, right? And, like, here's the thing is is if if this happens, right, and you decide to criticize a team, you know, at, at any point in any season, right, and they surpass the expectations of everybody, you're probably not going to enjoy the run as much because you're going to get some feedback from people who are like, hey, you know, I'm a Canucks fan. I didn't say that shit. You did. Eggs on your face, not mine. And this right? is also Twitter. Things are said in jest on yeah. Twitter. They and, really are. Let's the, let's not take it all too and, seriously, guys. And the thing guys. about going after the fact that it's the official Canucks Twitter account, it doesn't matter. There's still people behind that account. There's still a bunch of people in the Canucks dressing room that probably saw that tweet. And, you know, if it was up to them, they'd be like, yeah, fuck you too, buddy. Like, you thought I was, like, JT Miller. He'd be like, you thought I was going to suck? I proved you wrong. You know, you know? What, do you know this is what this comes down to, though? It's this split in Vancouver Canucks fandom that has been for the past four or five years, right? And and it's the split of Vancouver Canucks fandom in the past four or five years where people were repeatedly negging the team. But it's also the fact that nobody wants to take a loss on Twitter, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, I can't believe they said that about me in my tweet from, you know, six, seven, eight months ago. It's like, well, you know what? You chose to tweet that. Right? You sent that out there in the ether. Yeah. Right? So if somebody comes back to you and was like, hey, man, you're way off, you know, at the end of the season when a team's in a playoff spot, there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's something that you put out there, and that's an egg on your face. That's what pundits face every single day. Stephen A. Smith is a guy who who has to deal with this consistently thousands of times a day for for his takes, right? So if you want to have a take and you want to put your take out there on a team that you don't think is good and all of a sudden that team becomes good, yeah, you're probably going to get some comments, right? Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. And I have no problem with the Canucks official account being like, yeah, you guys were wrong. It's one of those, like, they didn't take the high road, though, right? Dude, Twitter is a cesspool. It is. Everybody's flinging mud on Twitter. I agree. Right? And And that's half the fun. That's why people enjoy it, right? So if you're going to dish it out, be ready to take it back if you're not, if your take is incorrect. I took some shit on Twitter this week. Oh, yeah. Because you farmed it. Whatever, though. You're talking about the Blackhawks power play, and Durant's came in, and he's like, no, man, you're wrong. And you're like, yeah. I was wrong. Here's my kitten. Yeah. Yeah, then he tried to tweet out your cat as a a smoke bomb distraction. And then I called you out on that. Yeah, that's fair. I'll take that. (laughs) I I just think that it's it's a medium that you can, like, throw shit out there. And for for some people, they don't even put their names behind it. Yeah. So it's like they can just – they feel like they can just say whatever they want, whatever they want. Which – this kind of comes back and punches them in the face. Yeah. But look, still, in the end, it really doesn't fucking matter. Look, look, dude, I, there, there's just got to be a little more humility out there, right? Like, yeah. if you're wrong, be prepared to take a bit of criticism. Be prepared to take wrong. Am I saying people should go out and bully people or, you know, threaten them or send them private messages that are way out of line for this? No, not at all, right? Yeah. But think before you tweet, man. Like, that's one of the biggest things. You know how many times, like, I've tweeted tons of dumb shit in my life. Yeah. Where I've been like, dude, I shouldn't have sent that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, But also now, it's like when I'm like 
pissed off or happy or whatever and I'm about to tweet something, I'm like, okay, should I send this? And I've deleted tons of stuff, you know, before I've even decided to hit that tweet button. Yeah. Right? Drinking and tweeting. Don't do it, guys. And if you do say something stupid, you know, like be prepared for it to come back and haunt you. Yeah. You know? Uh, where where are you on the Canucks the Canucks fan? I I feel kind of bad bringing this up. For those fans who didn't expect the Canucks to be here, didn't want them to be here. Where am I with those people? Yeah, where wait, where, where, do you, do you have any advice for those people right now? Enjoy the ride, you know, like and if it's your ego or something like that that is, you know, preventing you from enjoying this run, you know, maybe suck it down, you know, take a gulp and be like, yeah, it tastes bad that, you know, I was this wrong or I said some poor things or whatever, you know, but like you're obviously passionate about this team, whether you've been criticizing this team, right? Whether you've been criticizing this team unfairly, you know, some would say, Mm -hmm. or whether you're supporting this team or passionate, like you're still a Canucks fan. Like this team does matter to you. I see. You know, yeah. so, so so get on get on the wagon and enjoy the run for what it is. It's an exciting young team that's playing hockey, you know, and people might give you a bit of shit, right? And maybe deservedly so. Who knows? I'm not you. But, um, you know, be like, okay, yeah. Like, I'm here to support this team. And ultimately, that's what it's about, right? I would say live in the moment a little bit. Yeah. Don't get too caught up in bad contracts because that doesn't matter right now. Yeah, yeah. What matters is the team that's on the ice right at this moment. Everybody has to eat a shit sandwich once in a while with with what they've said or done. Yeah. You know? And if you can just step up and be that person, you know, like, the rest of fanmanship is going to welcome you back. I think. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, it's... We all love the Canucks. We all talk about the Canucks for a reason. If there's one thing that can unite people, it's winning. Yeah. Winning cures all, right? for me, it's not just winning. It's doing it in a fun way and having having some of the best players in the NHL on your team right yeah. now. Like, that's... Like, to me, like Quinn Hughes. He's, what, third in NHL in scoring right now? Yeah. Yeah, he's tied for third. He's tied with Jonathan Taze. Only Nugent Hopkins, Sebastian Ajo, and Connor McDavid have had more points in the postseason so yeah. far. And... I'm pretty sure Hughes is going to pass McDavid. <laughs> I agree, Art. <laughs> you think, you think, you think Aho is the guy to watch out for. Aho is going on a clip, man. Okay, so anything else you want to mention about the Canucks here before we move on to the rest of the Stanley Cup? No, I think, I think we covered it. I mean, we're going to be back on here again. Can I, can I tee up uh, this next piece here? Of course. Because I think um, you and I both made picks on those play-in series. And we picked certain teams to win, and we picked certain teams to lose. And overall, I think I did pretty good, right? Yeah, I think did. you did all right too. I did all right. Yeah. I did. I did take Edmonton over Chicago, which I wish I hadn't. You did. Yeah. Yes. Although my fantasy picks would say otherwise, because I picked a bunch of Chicago players. Did you? I contradicted myself. There. <laughs> yeah. Not smart. Not smart. Yeah. Enough. And you picked Toronto over Columbus, correct? I did pick Toronto over Columbus, yeah. which you did as I picked, well. No, I picked Columbus over Toronto. Which goes against, contradicts what you said earlier this year, but that's fine. Yeah, we'll, I know. I know. We'll get into right? That. Remember, like, earlier this year, I thought they were going to win the East. Toronto was going to win the East. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> Boy, is my face right. Okay, and, and before we tee, tee this up, also, I'll also say, everything that I've wanted 
to have happen in that play-in round, in the round robin, happened. Like, okay, go Toronto getting bounced. Yeah. Edmonton getting bounced. Yeah. Canucks going through. Yeah. Well, that's number How one. How did you obviously. feel about Calgary Winnipeg? Did you did you have a clear winner there, or were you kind of like? Hey. I took Calgary. Yeah, I did take Calgary in yeah. that, but I, that was before. Also, I any of us knew that Line A and Shifley would be down. I took Winnipeg in that one, yeah. and I feel like they may have had a better chance if Line and Shifley and Brian Little, like yeah, if all those guys were playing. I think we both whatever. took the Canucks here on this podcast. We did, and that. we said yeah. three and one. We did say three. And yeah, one. we both said three and one. Right? I love it. Yeah. I love it. So we're doing all right here, Art. We're doing all right. Um, I thought Pittsburgh was going to schlack Montreal, and I got to eat my hat on that one because Montreal, Pittsburgh didn't come out to play, first and foremost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess Is that not the biggest surprise to you? They weren't willing to pay the price for whatever reason it was. And it's almost, to me, when I'm watching the Montreal Canadiens right now, it's almost like a... Remember Joe Thornton and Patrick Marlowe had these moments, I think, with San Jose a few years back where it's like, these guys know it's kind of like, it's now or never. Yeah. And I kind of feel like Weber and Carey Price both know that right now. Well, Marlowe probably felt that way when he was playing on Pittsburgh this year. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think Patrick Marlowe... It may just be never for that poor guy. I feel like he shouldn't be on an NHL team anymore. Sorry, Patrick. You're You're a really good guy. And I met you when you came to the Craft Hockeyville here. It was cool. Yeah, there you go. And now you're chirping them. And now I'm chirping them. Uh, but, yeah, I think Montreal, they have a good mix of young players and old guys on that team Let right now. Let me say something about that team. Yeah. There is really nothing sexy on that team at all. But that no. team is so likable. Yeah. Are they not? Like, the only guy on that team who gets under my skin a little bit is Duran because I know he's a better player than he shows a lot. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, I'm like – Max yeah. Domi's not I, a guy I, that I love either, but... I like all those guys. I like Max Domi. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Dude, the guy's a diabetic, and he's playing in the NHL. That's incredible. All right. That in and of itself is nuts. Great point. Right? And we actually thought he had uh, opted out, but he yeah. didn't. He's playing. Yeah. Yeah, in this bubble. But anyway, Montreal, we just watched them... Okay, let's let's start there, then, because we just talked about... Do you want to finish off the... No, 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 let's go. Qualifier? Okay, let's, let's just quickly go through uh, our predictions for this round. So let's go... Because we just talked about Montreal. Montreal, Philadelphia. We saw Philadelphia win game one. Yeah. Uh, in a close one. Yep. There. Um, yesterday. What do you think of that series? Carey Price has got to steal games in order for uh, Montreal to win. Like, that, and that's the end of it. And Philadelphia is quietly... They're sneaky good. Quietly good. Yeah. They are. Yeah. They have a great goalie. Their goalie's incredible. Like, that's those are two of the best goalies in the league going at it right yeah. there. Our, yeah, exactly. It is. Carter Hart is, like, the future of Canadian Olympic hockey. Philadelphia has not lost a game yet since yeah. the NHL restarted. Probably because of him. Well, Elaine Vigneault, as a coach, isn't that bad of a coach either, Art. Like, he took a team that had some interesting pieces and turned them into a cohesive machine. And if it's one thing Vigneault knows how to do, it's coach a team up to be effective on the power play yeah. and also to play a 200-foot game, right? Yeah. That Couturier line for Philly is good. Yeah. Like, they do their business. Yeah. You know, Couturier's that bottom guy. six has more sandpaper in it than people think. Van Riemsdyk is on the fourth line on that team. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They're they're interesting. I think they're interesting. I think they're interesting, too. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's uh, let's – finish off the east there uh new york islanders washington capitals uh, we saw game one there uh, so the islanders ta- winning for no. hold up are you taking philly in that series then over montreal uh yeah i'm taking philly yeah well. i am too yeah, yeah. okay uh so but you know what it'd be really sweet to see carrie price have 
you know, make a bit of a run here. Imagine if Montreal just just totally like threw it my face again. <laughs> threw it in our faces yeah, again? Yeah. And I think everybody's picking against them, yeah. so why wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Right? Everybody's picking against yeah. them again. And they're playing with house money, in my opinion. Like, I mean, they're kind of like the Canucks. Like, nobody expected Montreal to do too much this season. And they have less firepower yeah. as well. Exactly. Shea Weber's having a whale of a season, though. Yeah, dude. And he's been playing great in these playoffs. He's been mean out there. So did they win that trade? Now they did. Yeah. Yeah. Because P.K. Subban, for whatever reason, has fallen off the end of the earth. Yeah. And we have no idea what happened to him. He's working out with The Rock now. Did you see that? He got married. He's working out with The Rock. He does, yeah. He's not interested he's in Hollywood. Hockey. He's gone Hollywood. He's yeah. not interested. He's gone Hollywood and New Jersey. Who goes Hollywood and New Jersey? <laughs> I like I'm going to go to New Jersey and become a Hollywood star. I love how we the church. paths we take, hey, Art? Okay, Subban. Okay, yeah. Islanders, Capitals. Crazy first game there between those two teams. Four straight goals for the Islanders. Revenge of revenge of the trots. Islanders are they are a team that are structured so well, and that's trots going against his old team here. Like, yeah, there's some pretty good storylines here. Do you think that um, the Islanders have enough to dethrone the Capitals? Do you think the Capitals are no longer like one of the class teams of the East? Well, if are we Nick, seeing a changing of the guard? Here? Yeah, I do think that. I, I think if uh, especially if Nick Backstrom is out. For the rest of the dude, year. Anders Lee had a whale of a game yesterday. He fought, he yeah. made the hit, yeah, he, yeah, he scored, yeah, he had two assists, I yeah. think. Like, good player, yeah, really one of the most player. underrated players in the league, he's, I think. He's and pretty he's, unsung. He's the guy on that team that does all the hard work on the boards on that line, right? Like, Eberly, fantastic around the net, hell of a shot, good passer, right? Barzell, one of the best like playmakers in the league, he easily. Is. He is. Easily. Yeah. Right. And their defense is mobile. Yeah. It's and they got a, and, a decent goal. And then you have a and then you have a guy like Honors Lee on that top line who does all the retrievals, does all the hard work on the wall, right? And sets those other two guys up for success. Like that line, that top line for their team is really dynamic. And then they have a bunch of grit all up and down that lineup designed for playoff hockey. And like you said, the D is mobile. Yeah. They're fast back McLeddy, then. And that's what you yeah. need to succeed in the NHL. Yeah, I So, agree. yeah. Uh, are you going Islanders? I'm going Islanders. I'll go Islanders, too. I so, mean, we so did far, just see the first game. So far, you and I are uh, we're trotting down the same path. <laughs> I mean, you never know with Ovechkin. Like, yeah. He could just take over and win the series, yeah. too, right? Yeah. And, but if Nick Backstrom is hurt like it looks like he's hurt, ooh-wee. They're in trouble there, Capitals. Uh, let's go the Bruins-Hurricanes. We saw game one as well. The Bruins winning that one in overtime. Uh, after that goal that Rob the Bod was not a fan of. Did you see that play? Yeah, and I, I don't agree with him. So if he missed it, there was uh, a goal that was allowed, which was a good goal, on the ice, and the puck was in the air, and everybody's swatting at it, and the Car- Carolina Hurricane guy swatted at it. So did the Boston guy. I can't remember who it was, but it came on the stick of Wagner. Wagner scored. It was It was a big goal in the game. Yeah. And they went upstairs to look at it, it also like was in Mrazik's glove, and someone knocked it out of Mrazik's yeah. glove. So there was a there was a and apparently Rod Brendamore was upset, the Carolina Hurricanes head coach, because he couldn't he couldn't challenge he had to challenge one thing, yeah. whether it was a hand pass yeah. or if it was goalie interference, which it could have been both. Yeah, right. And he cho- had to choose between one of those things. Yeah, and he chose the hand pass. But if I think if you would have chose the other one, he would have lost. I think he would have lost both. Really? Yeah. Like, honestly, yeah. Th- there's two sticks that were bashing at uh, Mrazik's glove there. 
where it ended up being a, a goal, right? Yeah. Morazic was so far out of his crease reaching for it, and there was a Carolina stick and a Boston stick there. And I think he knows. I think deep down, Rod, and I love Rod, good Camel River kid, yeah. right? Uh, Turn 50, actually. Yeah. Uh, I think he knows that because he had the option to choose both. Like, I think he's more mad about that than he is about the fact that it was a goal. You know, he's like, why do I have to choose one or the other? It's crap. And, like, he ended up getting fined, what, 25000 Something like for that. For his comments. Yeah. And it wasn't even an oppressor. It was, like, he was to like, a reporter. I think he was swearing, though. He's like, yeah. fuck that. And it shows a fucking joke or something like that, he said. Right? Yeah, but it wasn't an oppressor. It was, like, in a no. one-on-one interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So crazy. Uh, so that series, though, the Bruins... Because I watched them during the round robin, and they did not play well. They should be the number one seed. That was the first game that they won. And that was the first game that the Hurricanes lost. Like, Carolina's been on a heater since this thing has started. Yeah, Carolina's awesome. Uh, They're so fun to watch. And these two teams are good. They are both really good. Uh, But I saw Boston, like, Boston should have won that game by more than they did. Like, they had so many chances in that game that they didn't finish off. I was like, wow, Boston really took it up another gear. Um, who Who do you like in that series? And in how Boston, many games? They're like the cave of wonders in Aladdin. They're just like slowly sleeping there, going through the motions in the playoffs, right? Yep. And then you get there with the crystal, and they turn into a lion, and they're like, who disturbs my slumber? <laughs> and they just ripped on Carolina hard yesterday. The only reason why I feel like Boston has a better chance is because of their goaltending, right? Mm. I think those top lines for both teams almost cancel each other out, man. Like... Really? Like, Marchand, Pasternak, and Bergeron. Well, we know are, how good they are. Like I said, I still think that's the best line in hockey. Like, them, McKinnon, Ratnan, but that Aho, Teravainen, um, uh, what's his nuts there? Svechnikov. Yeah. yeah, like, maybe the third best line you think, in hockey. You, you think they're, they're right? right at that level? They're And you know what? They're poised to overtake these guys eventually. I got a question for you. The future is so bright in Carolina. What line would you rather have? Right now? Aho. Aho's line or uh, Petey's line? Right now, Aho's line. Okay. Just, just for trajectory. Yeah. Um. I mean, if if JT Miller has another season like he does next year, mm-hmm. right? I think he will. I think my I think my answer might be different, yeah. right? But as of right now, to see what they have done and for how young they are, that line is like scary good dude and they're just going to keep getting better and better yeah. so like i said i think boston took took it to carolina and boston does have their better goalie but for some reason man i i got a feeling about this carolina team you're gonna so take, carolina gonna take carolina or boston yeah i am i'm taking boston after yeah. watching that so that's that's a differ there right there and i think it's gonna be hard fought don't get me wrong like i was like bruins are in trouble here going into this i was like they're not playing well and they're playing against the team that is playing the best in the NHL right now in yeah. Carolina. Carolina, top to bottom, there is there is no holes in that team. No. Uh, Carolina didn't play their best game, though. And, and one thing I really like about that team is how good they are with the puck, and they maintain puck possession better than probably any team in the NHL right now. If they have the puck on their stick for extended periods of time in their own end and moving forward, I think they can beat Boston. Because they basically are Boston. With younger players who are coming into their prime, where at Boston, some of these players are starting to fade a little bit, but the only difference is goaltending. Are they going to start Reimer next game? I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Rask. You got to ask ask Rod Rod that question. I'm not a huge fan of uh, 
Tuka Rask either right now. I don't think he's a guy that you can really count on. Optimus Rhyme? Yeah. If Optimus Rhyme comes in there and puts up a whale of a game, that'd be hilarious. I think it goes six or seven, though, for sure. Yeah. Um, The other East series, the last one, Lightning Blue Jackets. This one's fun. I think this one's fun as well. I'm saying it right now. Columbus. I am on the Columbus Blue Jacket train, man. There's too much not to like about that. Wierenski and Seth Jones are so much fun to watch right now. They're the best deep pairing in the NHL. Like, this is another team that nobody expected them to do anything. They didn't, they didn't, nobody expected them to beat Toronto. And here they are taking on the Lightning. Lightning without Stamkos. Is Stamkos never, ever not hurt? He's hurt a lot. Like, he's Mr. Brittle, which sucks because great player. Yeah. Um, and I was speaking with uh, someone else about this, like, because he came into the league. I was like, this is a generational player. I think yeah. he has missed that mark, right? He had a he had a year where he scored fifty, but that he's was he's close. It. He's close, but like, it, I mean, the thing is, he comes in right after Crosby, yeah. right? Yeah. What do you do? Yeah, the, the expectations are probably a little too high for old Stammer. Yeah, and like you said, he has been hurt a lot. He has been hurt right. A lot. The expectations are too high for the Lightning, in my opinion. Yeah, and partly because they're so good in the regular season. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go the Lightning just because I want to be against you. Um, <laughs> Although I love the Blue Jackets. Corpus Solo made 85 <laughs> saves in that first yeah, game. Corpus Solo is unreal, I know, dude. I know. And they, then they're like, okay, well, uh, you know, I guess we'll throw in Merzlikens, who's been lights out as well. Yeah. You know, so. They're good. They're are, fun to watch, man. I I want to watch more of those games. I want to watch all of them. All right, yeah. let's, uh, let's go out west now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, quickly here. Uh, Colorado, Arizona. Colorado all day. Yeah. It's not a contest. Yeah, I think this looks like a Darcy good Kemper's mismatch. trying to make it a contest. Darcy Kemper's been the best goalie in the West so far during these playoffs. Avalanche are they're scary, but guys. Poor scary. Kemper can't even deal with that. I many want boxes. Colorado, Vancouver, Western Conference Finals so bad. That'd I want that so bad. That'd be guys. unreal. Guys, I would I'd maybe quit my job just to That'd be unreal, <laughs> dude. I would be so stoked on that. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh, okay, let's go through the other uh, West series. We already obviously talked about the Canucks Blues. Uh, Stars, Stars, Flames, Calgary, Dallas. What do you think? That's a coin flip in my opinion. Uh, the Flames taking game one. Yeah. The Stars still can't score. They've only won one game. Corey Perry's got to go. Like, I mean, Matthew Kachuk and Corey Perry are interesting, hey? Yeah. Like, it's like pest school, you know? They like, fought in that first game. Who's more of a jerk ass, Corey Perry or Matthew Kachuk? It's like the elder statesman jerk ass <laughs> versus the think, young up and coming jerk ass. Yeah, Kirby sent me a text during this uh, during that game. He's like, "Oh, Chucky's going to uh, jerk school." <laughs> well, it's just like, dude, I don't know, man. And I'm glad they fought each other. It's just like those two guys. Like Matthew Kachuk is a younger version of Corey Perry. Kachuk right? is the new villain. He really yeah. is the new villain of the NHL. He's almost he's getting on Marchand level too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If Dallas if Dallas can sort their power play out, they have a shot. But that also means that the Flames have to play disciplined hockey, right? Mm-hmm. That's the big. Uh, and Tyler Sagan's got to start doing something. He does. I right. Haven't, I haven't said his name once. He hasn't done anything. Name. Yeah. He hasn't done zero. I don't think Jamie Ben's done much right? either. Well, he's <laughs> he scored goals at least. They haven't been pretty, but that goal he scored against the Flames was that was that was his first goal and it was not nice. That was a woofer for it sure. It was not nice. Um but they they have a really good back end. They have a better goalie than the Flames. Hudobin? Hudobin played last game, hey? It wasn't even uh, It wasn't even Bishop. Yeah. Uh I mean Talbot's just not really that Yeah. I mean it's a weird it's a weird matchup. Yeah. 
Um, I'm going to just say Stars because I think if they can get their power play going and having a guy like Pavelski on that team really helps. I'm going to go. I think they can do it. I'm going to go Flames. I think they have yet to kind of uh, reach their peak here, and they're still winning. Like they've only lost one game so far. Although I tell you, they they got they got little help. Neither of this team, neither of those teams, really seems like they're going to do much. Yeah, in my opinion, it doesn't seem like that either. Uh, Vegas, Chicago. So we we saw game one. Yeah, we saw game one. It was not pretty, guys. Not pretty. The Blackhawks did not come to play. No. And the Gold Golden Knights were like in second gear. Yeah. Right? I mean the the Knights on paper are just way deeper. You know? And I think the Knights are gonna beat the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks have a really, be a short, really game, nice, short series? Or, I don't think it'll be a short series. I think Tave's still got some of that black magic in the yes. uh in the stick and in the body to make it a series. Like the the, the Blackhawks first game against the Knights, the Blackhawks played badly. Like mm-hmm. they played poorly. They weren't executing simple passes. There was a couple right? of moments in that game where they had chances that they could have scored. They're going against their old goalie there in yeah. Leonard. I I but top, Patrick Kane needs to pick his game yeah. up. The top to bottom four line team, the Knights are just a better team. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think that's it. I think that's we've gone it, through man. all of them. And we the Canucks obviously. Yeah. Have we Said Canucks Blues? I I'm, I'm who's gonna win? Yeah. I think the Canucks are gonna win. I'll say yeah. it. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Right? Look at how we dude, we played against some great in the in the regular season. I think the stars have gotten into uh Bennington's head a little bit. PD's in there. Besser's got some real estate in there. I think now Horvat's in there, right? Quinn has been rocking running that power play. And again, it's all about how well our D is gonna hold up. And both Tanev and Edler are still workhorses back there. And that, I think, is so big for the Canucks. We've proven, this team has proven they push back when it comes to physical play. Get to the net, get pucks there, work the magic on the power play. I think the Canucks probably have an advantage. I think that the Blues are going to lose as well. Oh! Kid! You serious? Oh my God. Am I actually doing this? You're a beauty. I don't know why I'm doing this. History dictates, though, right? Like, Canucks in the playoffs versus the Blues, they've done pretty good, too. They have done pretty good. You win that first game, that's a huge confidence boost. The Blues have played a lot of hockey here. Canucks aren't traveling anywhere. No. Right? No. There's no no road schedule, and, like, in my opinion... That's a that's a tough thing. Like the road is hard, especially for the Canucks who do more travel than most of the teams in the league, right? So these guys are young, they're fresh, they're ready to go. I and I I was listening to Barube's comments after the game. He didn't seem worried at all. I think uh, I think the Blues still aren't quite in it, and maybe it'll take another loss for them to really get into it. Yeah. But I feel like they're still kind of cruising here. Tarasenko. He had a really good chance last night in close at Marky. Marky made a tremendous save. Well, we didn't even talk about where that he save. Kicked it back out it and hit Edler, and then he kicked it out again. Dude, that was so sick. I, I was just like, oh nobody my. Nobody caught it on the original broadcast. I was like, with Marky, I'm like, dude, like, is your hip still attached to your yeah. body after making that save? But like, oh man. And they showed the replay. I'm like, there's no way he can get back in time. Yeah. I was like, he stopped it that. Was, it was, it was stupid good. We only caught it on replay. I don't think yeah. anybody caught it yeah. on the original broadcast. Yeah, I know. Because it was so bang, bang. Yeah. Yeah, that was amazing stuff. I, I really, really hope Tarasenko stays dormant in this series. Yeah. Right? I hope so as yeah. well. Because he's, you know how I feel about Tarasenko. Yeah. 
A uh, couple of quick things I want to point out to you. Some oh, she, Montreal Canadiens head coach Claude Julien hospitalized last night, experiencing chest pains. Well, so that's not Mar- good. yeah, Mark Bergeron announced that uh, assistant coach Kirk Muller will take over as the head coach there. Jesus. So that's that's another thing we didn't really talk about. Stress of the playoffs, man. These coaches like you're that area is COVID. No, and that would be weird. If they're saying chest pains, it's probably a heart issue, right? Lungs. I don't think it's COVID, dude. Let's hope it's not COVID. <laughs> Another thing, by the way, no positive tests anywhere near that bubble. Yeah. NHL's doing it right, man. Yeah. NBA, too. You see Gord Miller well. found some domios, though, like outside uh, outside in, like, the walking area, the shared area. There was some Condoleezza Rices just, <laughs> <laughs> just laying on the, on the ground there, and he tweeted them out, some Trojans. I'm like, well, somebody in the bubble's having a good little time. Yeah, that's what he said. He's like, someone <laughs> here is having a very different experience <laughs> than the rest of us. Someone's having conjugal visits? Yeah. Who Somebody's hooking up in the bubble. Maybe that's where Tyler Sagan's gone. Yeah, having conjugal <laughs> visits. <laughs> Let's start this river now. Where, where has Tyler Sagan gone? Yeah, having visits, having fun. Uh, Pittsburgh made some coaching changes after they fired. Uh, Sorry's lucky to have his job, lost. man. They, in my they, opinion, they fired the assistant coaches and didn't fire Sully. Sully. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they just they weren't ready to play. Like, they weren't willing to pay the price. That's the biggest thing I saw. They were never really into it. I thought, like, Sidney Crosby was playing well, and that was about it. You think that window's closed? I think they need to do something. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're that GM and your money is kind of spent now at this point, Rutherford, right? Like, Yeah, what are you going to do at this point? What are you going to do? I said they should have traded Malkin long ago, but they didn't. How do you fix that back end? Yeah. I I said that they should have traded Malkin years ago, and they they didn't. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Um, one other note, Seattle hires the first African-American play-by-play broadcaster. Cool. Seattle Kraken hired Everett Fitzhugh. It's the club's first broadcaster. Where, the team announced last, what, uh, last what's week. his resume? What has he done before? So I think he was doing some uh, minor league hockey in Texas. Oh. Uh, don't, uh, don't quote me on that. Um, As he says it on a podcast. <laughs> wait, that is quoting on the podcast. <laughs> um, but he has been doing some hockey, so that's, uh, that's neat. Right, I uh, I like that diversity. Former ECHL, oh okay, play by cool. play man, yeah, nice. Um, he's believed to be the first black team broadcaster hired by an NHL franchise. He spent the past five seasons as the director of media relations and broadcasting for the Cincinnati Cyclones of the ECHL, and he served as the play by play broadcaster for that team as well. Wow, how about that, Seattle, Cincinnati? You know, taking a guy like ECHL, like yeah. man. A little uh, northeast of Texas there, Art, but yeah. same country at least. Okay, I was wrong with the UCL. <laughs> yeah, just throwing that out there. But, hey, we did some research. We got it right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take some egg on the face for that one. Um, that's about all I got. Oh, someone texted me about how one of my friends, Johnny, Johnny James, who we like to watch a lot of hockey games with, he was like, oh, on Friday – I." can't watch the Canucks game because I got some people coming over and they're not hockey fans and I was saying pretty soon man everybody is going to be a Canucks fan yeah. if I feel like if this is going the way I think it's going yeah like that's going to start happening because we, we talked about the the flags and uh you know community getting involved with yeah. this team because it's it will happen Dude, enjoy it man yeah. enjoy it how long has it been 
Five right? years. Five years. And the last time it didn't feel right because we had we were still aging, right? Really? It's been like twenty we were, since twenty eleven. Felt like we were holding on rather yeah. than getting into it. Yeah. And because uh, you had that series where they got swept in the first yeah. round by was it LA? No, it was uh, well 20, that was twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. But then against uh Calgary. And then, and then Calgary was the year we had Verbata there his on. first year. They yeah. were just clinging on. And that's yeah. when Micro Michael Furlan went ham on the Canucks, yeah. right? So I mean, the yeah, only thing this, this Canuck team a new needs. team essentially. Yeah, the only thing this right? Canuck team right now needs is Thomas Vanek. Get out of here! He's the only thing they need. Beat it! <laughs> <laughs> I need that red face. You're. <laughs> I'm missing him for the playoffs. Okay, hold on. <laughs> see if I can hire him for your birthday. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> a red face blowing up balloons, eh? <laughs> Oh, now we're calling Thomas How Panic fun a clown. would it be, though? Like, how, how fun? dare you? How, no, I didn't call him a clown. I didn't say that. I said he'd, he'd get a red face blowing up balloons. How fun would it be to throw on some pads and go to a cage and be like, Vanek, hit me with a clapper, right? It would be fun. And then you just take one, and it would hurt so bad, but you could be like, either that or whiz right by it like you did all the time. But This, this is what you've been... Um... I'll see if I can uh, scratch some money together to hire Thomas Vanek for your birthday, and then we'll throw you in net and you can take a clapper all right paul Plastino looks like he's trying to get in here yeah uh caleb curry where can we find you at curman 23 on twitter uh you can find us at between the s uh paul Plastino here on yeah. twitter we should hey, thank sorry, him I for gotta, i gotta get in here and do my tennis podcast eugene bouchard is crushing it in Prague. you guys cover it <laughs> <laughs> Shit's unreal. Uh, get out of here get out of here <laughs> Eugenie Bouchard is crushing it on Instagram. I would say that. <laughs> okay, Art, where can we find you? Uh, at Art Aronson. And if you want to email Art about his comments, you can uh, what about email between the stabbers <laughs> at gmail.com. All right, ciao. All right.